67 yards. And now looking for Daniels. Made up a snap. Tavares Daniels. Touchdown. His first as an Eskimo. High short punt. Nelson runs up on that at the 25. Is he going to get outside? He gets outside and turns the corner. Levine Noel trying to track it down. But it's Charles Nelson down the sidelines. And he'll get stopped at the five. Final play before the three-minute warning. Ten-play drive. Masoli brings it back. Now he goes to the end zone again. Coming back. It's a touchdown. Brandon Banks has the hat trick tonight. It is week six in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly, Canada-wide on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. Oh, do we got a good show for you today, folks. Good show for you today. Vernon Adams Jr., one of the CFL performers of the week, is on and behind the helmet. That'll be in about 25 minutes' time. Before that, though, my guy, CFL and TSN analyst, Davis Sanchez. He'll stop by to go over such things as, can the Argo season be salvaged? Is there anything there? What about the BC lines and all the hot storylines? And then... Some CFL fantasy tips, as always, with my guy Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca. And guys, we're delivered by Domino's. You know that part. But this is one of my favorite weeks. Whenever these kick up, they spring up on you when you least expect it. It's 50% off week, baby. Yes, 50% off week at Domino's.ca. So all you do, you go to Domino's.ca, you order any pizza you want, any amount of pizzas you want. You want 10 pizzas? You want 8 toppings on each pizza? Fine. 50% off online orders of dominoes.ca. Make sure you check that out only until this Sunday. So get over to dominoes.ca, 50% off week. Okay, lots to get to. Let's get to the news and notes. Three downs. First down. Now, this has been something we've been tracking for the last several weeks, right? And, and after waiting and waiting, the decision on Simone Lawrence's suspension finally came down from an arbitrator on Tuesday from his headshot to Saskatchewan quarterback Zach Caleros. TSN's Farhan Lalji fills us in. In upholding the league's decision to suspend Simone Lawrence for two games for his hit on Zach Caleros, arbitrator William Kaplan concluded the two-game suspension is well within the range of reasonable responses and that there was due process. Lawrence said he tried to avoid hitting Caleros and he had his body go limp to inflict as little damage as possible. But Kaplan ruled the video evidence did not support this, noting, first, it's quite clear that Lawrence could have stopped. The evidence establishes that Lawrence had enough time to slide and to appropriately respond. After all, two of his teammates who were further away did just that. Lawrence also said that his understanding of the rule for a sliding quarterback is that the quarterback must be completely down. Kaplan wasn't buying it, saying the rule was unambiguous. He also made it clear that the seriousness of Kolaris' injury was a factor in his ruling. One of the reasons this case was singular, so he didn't need to apply past precedent. From the league's perspective, this is a major victory. Commissioner Randy Ambrosi said in a statement, dangerous and reckless play must be disciplined, not simply for the sake of punishment, but to deter such play in the future. Not only does this ruling set a new benchmark for suspensions for a first-time offender, it also maintains that the league does have the power in the area of supplementary discipline and the ability to set new precedents. Had the PA won, it effectively would have capped the league's ability to suspend to just one game for first-time offenders. 
During the 10-hour appeal hearing on July 9th, the PA felt the two games was unreasonable, discriminatory, and excessive, and argued for a small fine, or at most, a one-game suspension based on past precedent. When the league first handed down the suspension, many clamored for more games, but two was the number they then hoped the PA could live with or would withstand an appeal. When the appeal was first filed, the PA was not necessarily trying to defend Lawrence's hit, but rather for the process of the league not being able to arbitrarily pick a random number to increase discipline. But there were prominent players, including some executive members, that told TSN while they supported the right to appeal, they hoped it might fail because they didn't like to hit themselves. From the Ticats' perspective, the timing isn't bad, given they've got a bye this week and now have two weeks to prepare Lawrence's replacement. And from the Riders' perspective, they're happy with the fact that Lawrence will serve one of his games against the Riders. There you go. That's TSN's Farhan Lology. you got to lay it down, right? Even if it's, okay, you're in full motion, you have, you have to try to keep eliminating those headshots and do what you can. So two games officially gone is Simone Lawrence of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Let's move on. Second down. Okay, so we're five weeks through the regular season here, and some breakout stars are starting to emerge. Let's hear from the CFL and TSN panel, led by Rod Smith, on some of those breakout stars. Breakout performances, not the best players necessarily, but the ones really breaking out this season is list. Trey Roberson, five picks. William Stanback on pace for over 2,000 yards rushing. Cody Fajardo, a couple of solid games for the Riders. Lamar Durant, uh, BC struggling, but he is not. He's playing very well. Nick Usher, Derek Moncrief. Uh, I don't know if you'd call Derek Moncrief a breakout performer, mm. though. I mean, he would already established himself. Really this year. Certainly yeah, lucky yeah, Whitehead there. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, guys? What do you, what do you think of well, this Well, list? you know what? Slurpy Boy actually did okay for himself, yeah. a.k.a. Jamie Rydell, so everyone knows who he is. All his friends can talk about him. He did okay. A couple of folks I would like to see on there, Chiron Moore. Yes. And I know he's hurt right now, but what about Sean Thomas Hurlington? Right. We don't know when he's going to be back, right. but I know he's That's hurt right one. now. SCE Frankie sure. Williams, he's hurt right now, but he's leading the league in combined yardage. So yeah. I would love to see those guys on there. So Slurpy Boy, he's getting better, but he still has a long way to go. Yeah, I think he got yeah. it right. He got it right this this week because yeah. it's, it's for sure the top of the list is Trey Roberson just yeah. because of what he, he had was, a good year last year as a rookie too. Yeah. But now it's a it's a star. Now he's yeah. he's a yes. star and yes. it's because of his stats. You got five picks over four games plus the shutdown guy. And obviously with your stats, usually if you have a lot of picks and a, you're a DB, that's not the best DB because that usually means they're going at your butt if you got a lot of picks. <laughs> but in this case, he's also right now the best best corner in the league today, right now. But as a DB, when they didn't throw to him, man, I need some tries, I need some tries, I yeah, need some tries. Yeah, yeah. So you want them to throw just to get some plays. But at the end of the day, for me, Slurpy Boy's still all messed up. What do you not like about the Lucky list? Whitehead. Lucky. I mean, he's got Lucky's, got he, he Lucky's really lucky, yeah. but he's got 212 Maybe he made that list before yesterday's game. What? Maybe, that was maybe yesterday. Slurpy, this is today. Maybe Slurpy Boy made that hey, list. Lucky Whitehead for me, because I mean, nobody knew who he was, and he really shone. That team's undefeated, and a great kickoff return. And what is Slurpy yeah. Boy putting in his Slurpy? That's the question. Yeah. That's, That's always the question. question. Yeah. And we always went up to you, Sanchez. Oh, oh yeah, my right. Goodness. Yeah. We had time way, all the time. And as I say, all the time. Right. The only thing when I was talking about Derek Moncrief, I'm saying he's already a he's really already good player. Yeah. I don't he's know if you'd call him breakup because he's already established. There you go, Rod Smith in the CFL on TSN panel. Some of the breakout stars. In the CFL through five weeks. Let's go. Third down. Okay, so the BC Lions, one and four. Talked about this the last couple weeks. You sign Mike Riley, right? All that money, you don't staff the offensive line appropriately to protect him. Guys getting smashed. Also, the play calling 
He's getting destroyed. I've said it this way. You got to Ricky Ray it. You know what that means? Ricky Ray it. Dink and dunk your way so the ball gets out of your hand quickly. So you can't get sacked. Do that. Keep the pass rush honest. Because all defenses are doing now is teeing up, pinning their ears back, and going and destroying the BC Lions. And more importantly for them, their very expensive franchise quarterback, Mike Riley. Well, let's check back in with TSN's Farhan Lalji from out west. He joined SportsCenter and was asked, how concerned is quarterback Mike Riley after the 1-4 start to this season? Well, he's concerned, but he's not panicking. And he just keeps trying to look back to earlier stages in his career when he first got started with Edmonton and some of the struggles that happened there from time to time. And he understands that things are limiting right now because of some of the personnel issues they're dealing with on the offensive side of the ball. It's limited what they've been able to do offensively. He's trying to make the best of the situation. And as after having looked at the film and, and seeing where things are, he is a little more optimistic. And he said, look, you go back to that 2017 season in Edmonton. We won seven in a row, lost six in a row and then won five in a row. If you look at my stats now, they're probably not different than they were during that six-game losing stretch in Edmonton. I believe we'll turn it around now like we did then. Yeah, I think the single biggest issue right now is what's happening with the offensive line. And you look back at that last game, and the Lions were actually very productive on first down. But on second down, the offensive line got exposed, and it wasn't because of a number of Eskimo blitzes. They got beat by four-man pressure, sometimes five-man pressure. Only once in that entire game did Mike Riley take more than a three-step drop, yet Edmonton was able to attack him right now. They've got injuries along the offensive line as well. They've got personnel issues there. It is an area where they need to get better, and I fully believe Ed Hervey's addressing some of those issues, but they will take time to get guys in and eventually integrate them into what they're doing. And the BC Lions go into Saskatchewan to take on the Rough Riders in Week 6. That's going to be very interesting for the West. That was Farhan Lalji, by the way. Saskatchewan 1-3, and three, BC 1-4. and four. Like the, You can't mess around in the West. The East, you can mess around a little bit. Okay, two teams are going to make it in the East. You had Hamilton 4-1 on the bye, 2-2 two two Montreal, 2-2 two two Ottawa, 0-4 oh Toronto. The Argos could still realistically make a comeback. Uh, the, the way the quarterback situation is looking right now, I don't think they will, but you could. In the West, things can get out of hand quickly. So this is a vital, a pivotal matchup for the Rough Riders and the Lions. Let's take a look at some of the CFL top performers of the week put out on CFL.ca. Brandon Banks, my. God, Speedy B. I call him the Steel Cheetah from Steel City in Hamilton. Like, this guy, absolutely loco. Three touchdowns. He's lighting up everyone. You can double-team him. Doesn't matter. You can, but he finds ways. The interesting part to me about Brandon Banks is he can kill you still on special teams. He ran back a field goal for a TD. You can have him in gadget plays, right? You can swing him back in behind the quarterback. You can sweep him. You can send him on flies. You can send him on, on whatever type of pattern, inside, outside. You cannot pin him down. That's why he's so dangerous. It was a 115-yard missed field goal return for a touchdown. 115. That's sick. Number two for the CFL Top Performer of the Week. My guest will be coming up. In about uh, about 20 minutes' time, Vernon Adams Jr. from the Montreal Alouettes. What a growth project. Came into the league undrafted in the NFL in 2016. I'm going to talk to Vernon Adams about this, uh, his journey. And really, remember, last year, he wanted his shot. He had Johnny Manziel in there. The hype train. He didn't get his shot. He, was, he was, felt slighted, right? He felt slighted. By the fans, by the team, but he stuck with it and he puts out a performance like this career day 327 yards, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, 23 of 30, 
No interceptions. Gotta love it. And then the final top performer of the week, Andrew Harris of the Blue Bombers. How about the Bombers? Quietly just dominating at 4-0. Only undefeated team left. And you take a look at it. What does, what does Andrew, Andrew Harris do? He just does what he always does. 123 all-purpose yards. TD. 48-21 drubbing of the Argos. And again, the Argonauts, not the best team right now. Let's be honest, okay? Offensively or defensively. But you have to take advantage when the opponent presents itself. And they did. 116 rushing yards, too, out of those 123. Man. Andrew Harris. So those are your top performers of the week for week five in the Canadian Football League. Going to take the break. On the other side, talk with CFL on TSN analyst Davis Sanchez. Always entertaining. He joins me next on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back and rolling on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 studio in Toronto. Jump on twitch.tv slash Live. Watch behind the scenes with me in studio here. Twitch.tv slash Live. Jump in the chat room there. Great question from uh, on Twitch in the chat room here. Shockfanatic underscore zero nine saying, what is the stronger narrative? Red Blacks falling back to earth or Alouettes finally turning the corner? And I think it's Alouettes because many people, including myself, wrote them off for dead. And rightfully so. Fired their head coach before the season. Even on two-game winning streak, they fired their, their GM. But Vernon Adams Jr., has helped bring this team back, plus very strong offensive line play. William Stanback as well. Defense underrated. So certainly the Alouettes is the, the much more surprising storyline to me than Dominic Davis, who's a friend of show. Loved having him on, but the inconsistencies of a young quarterback, first-time starter from the beginning of the year, coming back down to earth, not as surprising. So uh, you can jump in the chat room there. Follow me on Twitter. At AndyMC81, you can jump in there too. And of course, folks, we're delivered by Domino's. 50% off week. Okay? That means any type of pizza, any amount of pizzas, any amount of toppings, you order online at dominoes.ca, half off. Boom. Till this Sunday. Gotta go get yourself some Domino's. Load up this week. Dominoes.ca, 50% off week. All right. I had a chance to catch up a little bit earlier today with Davis Sanchez, CFL and TSN analyst, to go around some of the big storylines heading into week six. Davis, let's start with the Montreal Alouettes. They've won two in a row. Somehow, someway, they've overcome the firing of their head coach before the start of the season. Then they go ahead and fire their GM. Now, I know that might not have an on-the-field implications because he's up in the front office, but it's a little weird. Were you surprised by this? Does this make sense, even if it's a big-picture move for the Alouettes as they're doing well to fire their general manager in Cavis Reed? (laughs) Can you think of any time a team has won two... Two straight games and, and, and then been fired? No! I honestly can't. I've tried. I cannot. No. I can't. Yeah. yeah. So, so from that part, it's, uh, it seems a bit strange. Yeah. I would, I would guess that this was something that was in the works 
over the last uh, few weeks mm-hmm. and just happened to get completed after a two-game win streak. Very, very strange, the Montreal Alouettes, but they always keep us guessing, so that's that's kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> if we go now yeah. to, if, if we look at kind of an early view, and there's a, a great piece on CFL.ca, the quarterback index, early case for MOP, very interesting that you don't see Mike Riley at the top of that list. In fact, it's Trevor Harris and Matt Nichols as a 1-2 ranking. Boy, you got to think with, with Trevor Harrison and Davis. I've been a, a fan of his for a while, thinking that he just needs that right situation to maybe get to that consistent level because we've seen him flash. He is doing more than that in Edmonton. When you look at a Trevor Harris and a Matt Nichols, how are you looking? And, and hey, throwing anybody else, who are you looking at for MOP early on? Well, well the two guys that are normally at the top of that race are uh, are injured right now, or, yeah. or actually one is one is injured and one's getting beat up so right. it's uh, uh it's, you know Bo, Bo of course uh, unfortunately has, has been out and, and mm-hmm. Mike has been taking taking a beating so those two guys not in the race definitely changes things from a quarterback standpoint but it there's no there's no doubt that um, Trevor Harris is, is the front runner just the I mean Matt Nichols has has done a great job of, of leading his team to undefeated record so far and, and playing great football and, and uh, he deserves all the credit in the world for that he's done an outstanding job but uh, the, num- the numbers that Trevor Harris is putting up and uh, you know, just the efficiency in which he's doing so makes him uh, he's the MOP and in, in, in gets my vote right now yeah, you got to look at that. And let's talk about Mike Riley for a second here, Davis. Like, man, you, you think the BC line just signed Mike Riley? And I don't know about you, but I was like, all right, hey, this West Division is going to get even tighter, even more interesting. One and four star, as you said, taking a beating behind that offensive line. They signed him to that big contract. He's not going to see the end of this year, never mind the, that contract if he keeps getting beaten up. What do you think the BC Lions can do here? Like, is it get the ball out of his hand faster? I, I don't know. It's, it's uh, fascinating to see what's happening with the Lions right now. Maybe keep uh, five running backs in the game and just send one receiver out of the route. <laughs> I like and it. And leave ev- everyone else in the block. Right. Something, right? Like, yeah. I, <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I think one thing we'll see is the, the you know, in September, which is still a ways away, mm. but in September, NFL cuts will come, and they'll get a chance to possibly maybe change the ratio and and take a look at the offensive line, maybe – Maybe go on a couple imports in offensive line. They have mm-hmm. some Canadian, uh, some depth at receiver. Maybe do that, or possibly on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they're even playing more Canadians than uh, the ratio asks. So maybe they just change the ratio and, and look for some help on offensive line. Uh, that's I don't I don't I don't have any answers for you. I've been answering no. this question for for the better part of the last uh, month, and I, I really I really don't have I'm all out of answers. I just. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, getting the ball out quicker. That Mike needs to do his part in getting the ball out quicker. And, and uh, as I said before, Mike Riley needs to take care of Mike Riley. And that's, yeah. that's keeping more guys into block. That's getting rid of the ball. Or that's giving it to his check down. That's on. Those are on. Those are on him. That's his responsibility. Uh, although he hasn't gotten the protection that he needs, uh, he needs to do his part. And that's just you know not always. You know, taking taking the hits that he's a tough enough guy that he see, seems to take sometimes. In conversation with Davis Sanchez, football analyst on TSN, co-host of the Waggle Podcast, 13 years in the CFL and NFL, one of the most entertaining guys on the panel in the biz. Davis Sanchez with me here at CFL Weekly. Uh, let's talk about these Hamilton Ticats, man. Like, you got Brandon Bank speedy beat. 
My God, David. He, this guy yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Then you got, you got Jeremiah Masoli, who I think, going back to the quarterback ranking, we'd have a bit higher as of right now if those interceptions were cut down. That offense can't stop, won't stop. Like, Speedy B put two, three guys on. Doesn't seem to matter, does it? <laughs> yeah, can't stop, won't stop. That's, uh, I'll go with that one. He, he was... <laughs> he was was uh, he was video game video game impressive uh, yeah. last week? What he what he did? He, he basically put that team on his back. And, and uh, the way I describe it is just that you know the fact that Jeremiah is so uh, good in the pocket at buying time because he's strong, he's athletic, he buys time. And then uh, you know as a former G- DB, I can tell you trying to plaster on and and chase Speedy B around, especially in, during scramble time, which you saw one of those touchdowns was versus a scramble. It's virtually impossible. Just uh, so that combination of those two guys, and they have a great relationship as well. You know, it's, right? It's, it's uh, you know when you have we've seen guys over the years that uh, have success, and then the quarterback they're on the same page, and they're 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 almost they're, they can fit, they know what each other's thinking, and that's hard to guard. The timing and execution makes it real tough to guard those guys. Now you add the fact that Speedy B is, uh, you know, just a, a step below world-class speed, it's uh, makes it pretty tough to deal with. And I guess, Andy, Andy we can go with uh, can't stop, won't stop when you, when you add all those things together. Yeah, and you know what? They're on the bye. They get geared up for Winnipeg. I can't wait for that one in Week 7. That's going to be tremendous. But when you look at the East overall, Dave, it's like, okay, barring injury, which we know can happen and, and does and probably will, Barring injury, this this division is there for the Ticats. Like you can't put anything on Montreal consistency wise. Dominic Davis had that one great game, but has come back to earth. The Argos can't buy a victory. Like this is theirs to lose. They're the class of the East, really, aren't they? Should they start resting players right now for the Absolutely. playoffs? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just rest them, <laughs> just just to be safe. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's, it's, <laughs> but consistency wise, man, like, geez, they're they look pretty formidable. Yeah, they they do, and it's uh, a long a long ways to go. And you know, to, to be fair, you know what I saw from the offense. Uh, I mean, even the defense, the way they got ran on by Montreal, and I seen some inconsistencies in, in Jeremiah. That interception he threw last game. In the first half, I, I think it was the second quarter, but I mean that was uh, that was inexcusable. It really was. Right. I mean, it's just uh, and so this stuff needs to clean up. They're not going to beat the best teams in the league uh, playing, getting ran on for 200 yards, and then and Jeremiah throwing bad picks. So they, they're not. They might be the class to the East. They got a lot of work to do as well. Yeah, and well, let's go to the top to the bottom. Davis, the Toronto Argos. Like I, I wasn't expecting a great cup here, man. But zero and four, horrendous. But like absolutely diabolically horrendous play. You look at the points for and against, 59 points. 59. Every, every other team is over 100. Like, what the hell is going on in Toronto, Davis? I, I, I can't. I, I don't know. It's, it's beyond explanation. Like, you th- Franklin came in with expectations. McLeod, Bethel, Thompson. You got Darrell Walker finally got the damn football this past week. But 0-4. Yeah. What are, what's going on? Yeah, and you mentioned the the fifty fifty nine points oh. four. They're, they're giving up a buck sixty two, which oh. is the most the most in the league. So wow. they're scoring the least, and they're giving up. The, they're scoring the least by yeah, like you said, by a long shot. Everyone else is well over a hundred, and then they're and then their their points against one hundred and sixty two, which is well above the rest of the league as well. It's not a, it's not a good scene. I do, uh, you know, it sounds it sounds terrible to say, but I think they're better. Uh, than they seem. I just, I have faith in, in some of those guys, some of the 
that guy they have on that team, some of the talent they have, mm-hmm. I, I have faith in. And I don't think that the young guys in the trenches are terrible. I think they could, they could, uh, you know, there's some upgrades that, that could happen. And I'm sure as, as the NFL cuts come and, and, you know, they have a chance to, to add pieces, they will. Uh, I don't think they're, uh, you know, this is the CFL. You have a chance to turn around your roster pretty quick, pretty sure. quickly. I mean, we saw, I think Ottawa didn't Ottawa win the great cup, their second year of expansion. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a chance to turn your team around pretty quickly. And uh, I don't feel like it's it's a complete loss. And, and there were some signs. I know Milt laughed at me when I when I tried to tell him that, that there were some good things I saw in the second half from Toronto's offense. I, I believe that. Just the small, uh, you know, the small thing I saw. And Mac Beth seemed like he was uh, <laughs> clicking a little bit more than they had been. And there were, you know, just small signs of things of maybe that to come. But uh a long way to go. Yeah, and in that case, this is where it gets a little dicey because, as you said, you can build on some things. You see some good pieces, but as those losses mount, and listen, being a Cleveland Browns fan, I know, you, you go over for too long, crazy stuff starts happening, all right? And all reason goes out the window. But, like, do you stick with McBeth there? Do, do you go back to Franklin? Like, I have to think part of this, you got to pick a quarterback and ride it out for a long time. Otherwise, that roller coaster doesn't help things. I don't, what do you do? I mean, do you, uh, to your point, uh, do you, do you leave one of those guys, you think you should leave one of those guys in there and let them, let them, uh, uh sink or swim? Yeah. Is that the question? Is that, is that it? Yeah. Like th- th- that's, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if it's, they know in that room, I guess they know who, uh, who that guy would be. They right. know that, uh, right. you know, if, if, if one of those guys is a guy that they say, you know what, this guy can get it. He just needs more reps or just needs more, more, more looks then they'll do that. I mean, Josh Hadley's been around enough to know. Corey's been around enough to know. And if they're flip-flopping, it's because they don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a difficult uh, – you put yourself in a tough situation oh, there. That's going to be interesting. Davis, thank you so much for the time, man. Continue the great work, brother. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Andy, good talking to you. Appreciate it. Uh, please, Argos, help us out. <laughs> help us out. Help us out. Davis Sanchez begging for the Argonauts to – to get off and, and actually win a game there. And, boy, that is shocking. Shocking, the points for and against. Just unbelievable. But if there are little signs, maybe something will click. You just need that one, right? You just need that one. Give you the confidence you can actually win. You can actually do it and go from there. We're going to take the break. I go behind the helmet next with one of the CFL top performers of the week, Vernon Adams Jr., quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes, who had four total touchdowns in a career day in their victory last week. Vernon Adams next on CFL Weekly. The CFL Weekly, heading into week six in the Canadian Football League. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening across the TSN Radio Network. I'm coming to you live from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. You can watch behind the scenes here on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash andymaclive. Twitch.tv slash andymaclive. Jump in the chat room. Try to get your, some of your questions answered there. Also, follow along on Twitter at andymc81. You can do that on Instagram as well, at andymc sports. And guys, you've heard me talk about this before. If you haven't checked it out yet, go to urbanbarrel.ca, okay? These are actual oak 
barrels where you can use it as a display. They have laser etched. I have a, a McNamara family crest in there. I have a McNamara family bourbon put in. Or, and you can just have it like that. Different sizes, one, three, five liter, 10 liter. Or you can make your own customized cocktail. This is cool. Mine is, fu- is ready. It's, it's a hobby, too. So you make it. You distill it. You tip the barrel. They have instructions on different recipes, wh- whatever type of spirit you like. And you, you move it. You shape it. You add things. You take it away. And then you have it. I made my version of an old-fashioned. It's spectacular. I have, I'm going to have one when I go home tonight. I love it. But check it out, urbanbarrel.ca. If you use promo code ANDYTSN, get 15% off. Boom. Right there. How you like that? Urbanbarrel.ca. Check it out. Great for a gift, groomsman gift, yourself, whatever. Check it out. Um, also, you go on check out this next interview. Behind the helmet, one of the CFL top performers of Week 5, Vernon Adams Jr. Two-game winning streak for the Montreal Alouettes. They're second in the East. Let's see uh, what I chatted about with. I got him just after practice today, just off the field. So you'll hear some wind in the background, but just off the field with big play. Vernon, let's start with this, man. You are coming off as being one of the performers of the week. Four total touchdowns, two in the air, two on the ground. A career day for you. Two-game winning streak. Let, take me through the emotions you're feeling because, man, you've been at this. You've been with this organization since 2016, and now you come back after a brief hiatus in 2017, 18, 19. Now you finally get your full shot. Tell me a little bit about that grind, how that feels to now seeing the fruits of your labor after all this time. Yeah, well, you know, it's just up in here in the CFL, pretty much you just have to pay your dues, man, especially at the yeah. quarterback position. It's, it's, you can't just come in and, and, you know, it's hard to just come in and just take over right away and be successful. And I'm not even saying I'm being successful yet because it's only been two games. I need to prove a lot more to, to the league and, and to everybody else. And, and it's not even just me. It's, it's, a, collective, it's a collective thing. The, the, the defense is playing well. O-line is playing better than ever. Will Stanback's running hard, but yeah. taking a lot of pressure off of me. Um, but, you know, you just got to grind and – Try to keep it together and never give up and just keep just keep having fun, having fun with it. Well, there's a lot of your fans coming out of college who are certainly loving this and uh, and your success right now. But tell me, in the locker room and yourself, there's been a lot of turnover changes off-season, during the season, coaching, GM, all that type of thing. How do you do you use that distraction, that not as a distraction, but as a rallying point? Like, do you block out the noise? What's kind of the strategy team-wise with, with so much going on outside of the field? Yeah, I, I really just don't really worry about it. It's out of my pay grade. You know, I just kind of just sit back and come to work and and just have have a good time with my fellas. And whoever's coaching, whoever's calling plays, whoever's doing whatever, I'm just going to go with it. And we're going to try to get it done and try to, you know, beat adversity. All right, and control the controllables, I guess, right? That's a good message. Just do what you can, right? Exactly. So, uh, Vernon, let's, uh, exactly. let's, let's go over a little bit of this here because you're coming out of, uh, out of Oregon and all that, right? The, the biggest surprise to you about coming out to the Canadian game, and I know from what you said, it's so true, it is tough to come in and just take over and, you know, maybe you had a teammate in the past who might have thought he would have been able to do that. No names, please. But you are paying your dues and, and now finding the success. But what was the biggest surprise to you about the Canadian game coming up? Uh, just the the 
how far the throws are really just mm. um you could throw a five yard flat route to the field but it can be a 50 yard throw <laughs> because how wide the field is and and stuff like that so it's kind of tough um but you know like i said paying your dues staying after practice getting that extra work in, um just throwing with the younger guys and just, just keep plugging at it you know and things will eventually go your way and just just stay positive at all times was there any things will work out was there anybody who helped you, whether that's another quarterback, a coach, or whatever, get used to this this game over this this journey of yours that really either took you under their wing or said, "Hey, man, you know what? Just here's a couple of tips." Um, KG, Kevin Glenn, um, first guy. I had him here in Montreal, and I had him also in uh, Saskatchewan. So he definitely. And then um, Darian Durant, he taught me some things too. He taught me how to see the defense a little bit different. And then Jeremiah Masoli, just he helped me understand the game and just taking what they give me and things like that. And um, so those three QBs really took me under their wing and kind of spread their knowledge with me. Did the ball size have any impact on you? Because I hear yay, yes and no, different players, different positions and all that. With the, the, the larger CFL ball, did that take an adjustment from a throwing style for you? Did that take any, any adjustment? Yeah, definitely. My rookie yeah. year, I have smaller hands, so you just have to get used to it and adjust to it. So, yes. And you got a Twitter account, at BigPlay underscore VA. And I noticed, Vernon, I noticed uh, the, the second tweet down is en français, tweeting in French a little bit. Bravo. I have to think, of, I have to think when, when you go home to Pasadena, California, um, you're, you're probably one of the only few ones that, uh, that speak French. I think that French wasn't a big, uh, a big, yeah. big language. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and um, I know that's big for the community and stuff like that. And, that's what I'm taking, you know, a couple. I'm learning a little bit of French while I'm out here, and I, I don't know it a lot, but I'm learning a little bit. And just, you know, just I'm, I've always been a guy that's for the fans, you know, and, and I, I want to do anything to make the fans happy. And um, yeah, just enjoy the moment. So it's just been kind of like, are you picking up some some here and there? Are you taking any classes or just you know trying to uh, like myself? I grew up in Canada. I go um, I go right to Google Translate, man. I'm not going to be shy about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, nah, there's, there's a few guys taking classes. I actually wanted to get in with it. Like John Bowman, he takes classes and wow. actually wanted to get in with it. But um, so I, I think I'm, I'm going to try to do that so I can really learn it. But um, just really some of the guys on the team, they've been teaching me stuff. So um, And like I said, I've been here for four years, so I know a little bit of the basics and a little bit more. So, yeah. Good for you. And that is a big part of the community. You're absolutely right. In conversation with Vernon Adams, junior quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes. Now, growing, growing up in the college game, did you know anything about the Canadian Football League at all? Or was that kind of, okay, post-college you, you found out or were told about it? Well, yeah, I didn't know until like my sophomore year, my registered sophomore year. I found out I was on BC Lions negotiation list, and then after that, um, yeah, that's when I started paying attention to to CFL. I didn't know what it was at first and how many teams it had or anything, but that's when I started paying attention to it. Are you an advocate for it now? Like when you go back home and you're talking to college kids or youngsters, like, hey, man, you know what? This is a legit alternative like it's not you know big bad Canada there's no there's no dog sleds and igloos it, it is an alternative to come and play pro ball absolutely um at first you know when you first come up here as a rookie you're like oh I'm gonna come up here for one year or two years and go back to the NFL but it doesn't work out like that all the time you know um there's guys up here who play, pay their dues and who are good football players and um big names up here too mm-hmm. 
so from from college. So you know, you just gotta you just gotta keep it going. I definitely always go back. I always put on free camps for the kids back home, and nice. I do little quarterback sessions and stuff. And I just tell them how much I love the CFL game and respect it. Because at first I didn't respect it, and I didn't love it. And I just kind of just came and just brushed it off. And but I'm, I started to learn to love it and just have fun with it and it's just awesome it's an awesome game love it up here uh, yeah you're you're a great ambassador for it for sure last uh, last couple quick here so people get to know you favorite tv show that either all time or that you're watching now and favorite movie my favorite tv show right now is live pd i like live pd just watching uh the cops live and to see <laughs> what they're doing out there and uh it's just funny some of the yeah. some of the people in there be funny i like that show and then a uh, favorite movie it's kind of tough uh, that's one of the toughest questions people right. always ask me just there's so many great movies out there and um uh, yeah it's, it's just tough. I'm, I'm a lion king guy you know what i'm saying uh yeah to, to hangover to, to to all types of things so it's uh it's, it's a lot of movies but I, I like action movies for the most part though. okay action movies vernon thank you so much man congratulations good luck the rest of the year you as you said you have paid your dues and you're starting to see it pay off we're all rooting for you man thank you so much thank you sir i appreciate you having me thank you have a good one there he is, Vernon Adams Jr. of the Montreal Alouettes, one of the top CFL performers of the week, and they keep it going. That's the big question for the Montreal Alouettes and Vernon Adams Jr. Can they keep the good times rolling? They host the Edmonton Eskimos. That's going to be a heck of a test in week six. That's going to be Saturday, 4 o'clock Eastern on TSN television. We're going to get into some, some business next, folks. Okay, some business. CFL fantasy business. Tips, tricks for your DraftKings lineup, for your TSN.ca lineups as well. Uh, it will be Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca who will join me on the Domino's delivery line to wrap up CFL Weekly on the TSN radio network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Another edition of CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening across the network. Also, I'm coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. You can watch in studio behind the scenes on twitch.tv slash Live. twitch.tv slash Live. Had some great discussions during the commercial breaks in the chat room there, so jump in and join the conversation there. But let's get to some CFL Fantasy tips. Joining me on the Domino's delivery line, Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca. Ben, how's it going, buddy? Good. Good talk to you, Andy. Absolutely. Hey, man, you know what? This is Canada-wide, so you can benefit as well out in Saskatchewan. Okay, it is Domino's 50% off week nationwide. So any type of pizza, any amount of pizza, any amount of toppings, all week till Sunday, 50% off any online orders at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Get there now. Ben, do you have a go-to pizza? Do you have a, a, a pizza topping combo that you like? 
<laughs> I'm a company man, I guess. I like the Philly cheesesteak from Domino's. That a boy. There he yeah, is. Yeah, it's good stuff. Barbecue sauce, steak, peppers, the whole deal. Ooh, you can get it 50% off. Absolutely love it. Okay. Uh, ben, let's get to... My, I wanted to chat about my guest today that I had on Behind the Helmet, Vernon Adams Jr. And there's always the tendency, you know, to ride the hot hand, and maybe it's not the smartest move or whatever, but this is two weeks in a row that the Alouettes have won Vernon Adams' career day. Now they're hosting the Edmonton Eskimos. What's your vibe on Vernon Adams Jr. going into week six? I think he's a great story, and I hope that he has a great career, but he certainly wouldn't be in my fantasy radar for this week versus Edmonton. They've had 17 sacks already this season. They're giving up well below average yards per pass attempt, and people tend to buy into recency bias, right? Yeah. The most recent thing is a thing that I saw that I think is going to happen again, and they wind up chasing points instead of following the math. So Adams is fine, but he's frankly overpriced for what he's going to produce, and there's a lot of cheaper options this week that might produce a whole lot better. Well, let's get to that, and, and let's break it down, because we know the pricing is different on the TSN.ca fantasy game compared to the DraftKings game. By the way, folks, we're going to have our Lee, our CFL Weekly League contest on DraftKings.com, so keep an eye on that. Ben will tweet it out at Benjamin and myself at AndyMC81, so I'll be on DraftKings.com. So if we're, we're going to stay away from Vernon Adams on the fantasy side, who are you liking then for Week 6? I think it's going to be one of three different guys that are going to make up most of my decision-making if I'm looking at a single lineup. Trevor Harris tops the projections by a fair ways on both sites. On TS and CFL Fantasy, he's just about 12000 where on DraftKings, he's just about 10500 And DraftKings, you get a $50,000 salary cap instead of 40000 on TSN. So it's actually a pretty big difference in pricing between the two. Harris is a pretty tough value on CFL TSN Fantasy because of that price tag, but on DraftKings he's the top projected quarterback and the top value at the position, given what we're expecting from this week. If you're going to drop down in salary a little bit, the two next in list are Nick Arbuckle and Cody Fajardo, and they both hold a little bit of risk, given that they're relatively inexperienced quarterbacks, but Arbuckle has a little bit more of a bump because he gets to face Toronto, which yeah. unfortunately is one of the worst defenses we've seen in a long time on a consistent basis, and it really helps that he doesn't have much competition pushing him from behind. Nobody's worried about Montel Cozart coming into the game and stealing his reps. Whereas with Fajardo, if he doesn't start out immediately well, you could certainly see Isaac Harker come into the game early on versus BC, and that would really hurt if people were playing on Fajardo. Yeah, I'm with you on Nick Arbuckle. You got it's all about matchups, right? You, you look at the matchups this week, and usually to start the year anyway. Uh, here, Ben, we had the luxury of, okay, you know, the Argos are bad, you know, the Alouettes are bad, you kind of match it up. Well, maybe not so much of an easy choice with the Montreal Alouettes, but certainly for the, the Argos at this point anyway. Uh, if we move on to running back, William Stanback, another one who recency bias, but a couple strong weeks in a row. Are we looking against that Edmonton defense? You said the sacks, or are, 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 is that somebody that you're, you're comfortable with in DraftKings or, uh, or the CFL game, or are you looking for somebody else? We'll have to see what happens there. Edmonton has usually given up a well above average amount of yards per carry to opposing running backs, but this year they're giving up just about the fewest plays per game to opposing offenses, and Standback is really dependent on that volume for his production. He's one of the more efficient players in the game, but if Montreal isn't rolling well, he'll only get 10 or 12 carries in a game as opposed to some other running backs that'll get that 18 to 20 on a regular basis. So Standback, with his price up after that 200-yard game to 8,800 on DraftKings, 
and still almost 9000 on CFL TSN Fantasy is a really tough spend this week, especially given some of the other cheaper value plays that are available at the position. So where are we going then as far as the value? Because you were, we were talking a little bit before, and it's, it's a, a funny message, but it's a simple message where sometimes you don't – it's as simple as this, Ben. You don't want to get too cute, right? You don't want to overthink things. Go for the best players with the best matchups, and somebody who might look good in a flex spot or in the uh, maybe an RB2 could be a Terry Williams, for example, right? Yeah, you're going to have the option to play a whole lot of different players on a weekly basis, but one of the rules we keep coming back to is play good players. And it sounds right, right <laughs> but it's the truth of it, because it's easy to get caught up in cheap salaries and good matchups and all these kind of things, but ideally you want to most use the best players. So Andrew Harris is priced out still pretty ridiculously. DraftKings, he's up over 10000 this week. But in a matchup versus Ottawa, he looks to get significant volume and a chance at rushing touchdowns again. And on CFL TSN Fantasy, he's just a little bit under 10000 but still one of the better values at the position. I think a lot of folks are probably going to work towards John Crockett this week because he's priced so low, only 3500 on DraftKings and 3500 on CFL TSN Fantasy as well, as he's been taking first-team reps this week with Moses Madu going to the bench, it looks like. But the problem folks there are going to get is that Really, again, you want to play good players. And we haven't seen much from Crockett yet, and that Ottawa offense does inspire a whole lot of confidence, especially versus Winnipeg that's given up sub-20 rushing yards to more than one occasion this season. I think if people are looking for a cheaper option, Terry Williams may well be the guy that you mentioned earlier is the best option in that matchup versus Toronto, getting kick-and-punt return yardage and getting the majority of the snaps even from scrimmage this last week over Kadeem Carey. He's a guy who's going to have a fairly safe floor that you can build from at only 5000 on CFL, TSN, Fantasy, and only 4900 on DraftKings. On the Domino's delivery line with me, it is Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca on Twitter, at Benjamin with CFL Fantasy Tips. Let's look at the defense. Last week we laughed. I think it was Winnipeg that was like over 6000 bucks. This week against Calgary, it's 5289 on the CFL game. Not sure what it is on, on DraftKings. But you could go stamps, and I'm almost, I'm almost kind of buying into that a little bit this week, Ben, because of how inept the Argos offense has been uh, when it comes to defenses. Are you going Calgary or are you, you going somewhere else? I think Calgary is certainly an option. They're in the top three projected players that we've got. They're only 5,000 on DraftKings, and they're 5,300 just about on CFL, TSN, Fantasy. And that's tough to afford, frankly, on TSN. But on DraftKings, it's certainly one of the good options to look at. And the other one is going to be Winnipeg again. They're priced up right at the top at 5,500 on DraftKings and just over 5,000 on TSN. But the reality is that Dom Davis, Jonathan Jennings, the two quarterbacks they've got there, which everyone winds up starting, are both turnover machines for the most part, averaging yeah. over multiple turnovers a game. And those interceptions are the ones that can go back for pick sixes that make a defense the top one of the week or not. So having the opportunity to get exposure to as many potential turnovers as you can is usually your best option in picking a defense. The sacks are what create the floor for defenses, and Edmonton's really the one to go with there as they have 17 already this season versus Montreal and they've been giving up more than their share of sacks as well. So those, any of those three, I think, are reasonable options on either side. 
Good man, Ben. That's uh, that'll do it for this week, brother. Well, again, tweet out at Benjamin and uh, myself at AndyMC81 our DraftKings.com CFL Weekly Custom League. So make sure you check that out. Jump in, have some fun with us here. Uh, that's a lot of fun playing on DraftKings.com and on TSN.ca. Great stuff, Ben. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Yeah, great chatting with you, Andy. All right, there he is, Ben Kramer, Daily Roto, and CFL.ca. Hey, if you missed any of the show, you can check us out on your local TSN radio station website. And right under the show section, you'll see CFL Weekly or on iTunes, or you can go back and watch the whole behind-the-scene thing and the show at twitch.tv slash Live. That'll do it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much to Vernon Adams of the Montreal Alouettes, to Davis Sanchez, and to Ben Kramer. For a rod, I'm Andy Mack. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.